Hi Siddhant, a very warm welcome to the Data Professional Stories, a podcast powered by Change Leaders. Our today's guest is Siddhant Mohapatra. Siddhant is a part of one of the fastest growing startups as a data science lead, which is based out of Bangalore. As of now, he has got seven years of data science experience in various domains, such as sales, retail, and customer experience firms, which expertise in data management, quantitative modeling, business research, and data analytics. He has worked in very diversified environments like growing startups to MNCs like eBay and Flipkart. So Siddhant, welcome again and please tell us something about yourself. Sure, thanks. Thanks a lot, Sneha. And a very good afternoon to you and your team. A very um, good afternoon very, to you. Thank you so much. So, uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, so my entire schooling and my, if, if I talk about my schooling and all those kind of things. So since my dad, he was into government of India and the kind of role or the kind of profile he is in. So we used to get transferred to a different place in every three years, and because of which, by the end, by the, I mean, uh, by the end, I completed my senior secondary education or my high school. I had completed. I had already been through close to five to six schools. Okay. Um, and yeah, at that point of time, I really used to hate it. I never used to like it because in every three years you have to change your friends, you have to right, change the right. locality, place, and all those kind yeah. of things. But now, sometimes I sometimes I wonder, and sometimes when I actually so because retrospective is a great thing, right? I mean, you can't do anything at that point of time, but then you can always retrospect. Yeah. So when I think at this point of time, I say that okay, I think it's because of the diverse culture. Yes, there is a pros and, and cons. Absolutely, uh-huh. absolutely. Because I because I'll tell you something. So I was born in northeast, and okay. I'm actually from the eastern part of India. And okay. my entire education happened in combination of like north, east, and then like different parts of the um, different parts of India. So that really gives you a good exposure of how you are and how, and and more on more more often than not, it actually plays in your head. So even sometimes some kind of decision, some kind of that is actually backed by how you were as a person. I mean the childhood that you have, right? And that's how I always feel. So yeah. So that's what actually happened. So by that time, I think I was in senior, I was in secondary or senior secondary. And I came back to, I mean, my, so my secondary, senior secondary, and my tenth standard and all those things that happened in one place. Post that, I did my engineering uh, with no intention. So if you might ask me that, okay, is, is it something I had like, uh, <laughs> I had like some sort of affinity towards math and all those kind of things? Not really. At that mm-hmm. point of time, I really thought that okay. I mean, I I can't crack something like medical because my dad is a doctor, and okay, I okay. really I realize that medical is something that I really can't get into because of the high cutoffs and all those kind of things. Okay. So let's get into the engineering part. Okay. <laughs> that, okay, then you decided that you have to switch it on the some other. Yes, 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 yes. So <laughs> I, I I was very I was very practical about it. I realized so what happens is that when your dad is a doctor and that kind of thing, or even when your dad is an IIT and an what you do is you generally you generally tend to take one year break and try to prepare, right? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. This is the regular path people travel. Exactly, but then I I didn't do that. I realized this is not going to happen for me. So let, let's be practical about it. Let's not. Use because somewhere I realized that okay, engineer. I don't know whether it was engineering and all, but then the kind of things that you do. I mean, the organizing fest, meeting people, and all those kind of things. And moreover, less. I mean, I was from CBSE background, and if you're from CBSE, you would you would be able to relate to it. Yes. Till tenth, I am from yeah, CBSE board. <laughs> exactly. So till tenth, you have. 
I mean, everything is linear. So you yes. learn algebra and all those kind of things. Yes. Math, science, social school, science, everything is school, right? Yes, the yes. The moment you go to 11th and you have physics, chemistry, biology, and those XYZ kind of things, the integration, differentiation, everything will come into place. And suddenly you feel that, oh my God, I'm, I'm not in my comfort zone anymore. <laughs> and it, it feels like hell, right? So okay. yeah, that's what happened. So I think by after 12th, I decided that, okay, I'm not going to spend anything anymore on my studies and all. I have to get into the engineering path. <laughs> I'm not saying that engineering doesn't include any kind of study, but then, yeah, it's a bit relaxed, right? Okay. So yeah, yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was an average student in engineering. I used to score really well, decent, like 7, 7.5, somewhere in that range, the CGPAs and all. And yeah, by the end of four years, I got two placements. But then in that, even around that point of time, I was pretty clear that I don't want to join a job because somewhere okay. in my head, I felt that I'll be a very good marketer. I mean, in terms of sales and all those things, okay. I'll, be really, I'll, I'll be a damn good marketer. So I think okay. by the end of four years, even though I had two jobs with me, I said, mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to do this job. I have to switch to MBA. I need to get into the sales. I have to get my hands dirty and all those kind of things. Okay. So I, I went for two years of MBA. Okay. So post. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's how that's how the entire thing was. Okay. 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 Tell me, uh, how did you land in your first job? Like, I think now everybody is curious. How actually you landed into your first job? Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. So okay. So if I have to tell you now, at this point of time, like uh, 10, 12 engineering, and then MBA. That's marketing. So everything sounds perfect, right? You won't be, and, and I did reasonably well in my summer internships. So what happens is that during MBAs and all, okay, right after right after the end of first year, you go for this summer internship kind of program. And I did it with a dairy uh, firm called Amul, it's, uh, the one in Gujarat, right? Okay. So okay. I yeah I I worked I, so I worked with them for close to three months, and I was into proper sales like B two B kind of sales. I used to visit the retail outlets and I used to tell them, okay, this is, why don't you use do this? Why don't you do that? And all those XYZ things, I mean, associated with it. Okay. And then, yeah, so as, as, as usual, so post my two years, I got a job in sales and within one month, I realized that sales is not for me. Mm-hmm. I like that, that's it. And I, and I had no clue what is happening. Because sales is a very different industry, the kind of industry that I am in at this point of time to what I was, what I was doing like seven years back, it was a crazy industry. And, and I just realized that boss, I think I'm not, I won't be a great salesman and I'm not doing something I'm not doing right. And I think this industry is not for me. Okay. I think at that point of time, I remember I had a word with a lot of people. I used to consult my friends a lot because they were in different, different industries. I was constantly, I was talking with my parents. So my parents are such, they're, they're, <laughs> so, I mean, my father is such a person, he will never give me any kind of advice. He says that, why don't you discover yourself? Why don't you figure out? So for him, his favorite words are next time, figure out yourself. So something like that. Okay. So, yeah. And at that point of time, somebody told me that, why don't you do something as a BA, like a business analyst? Mm-hmm. So if I have to explain it to anyone, like in a very lame, lame man's term, what a BA does is, so for, for, I mean, if you have to be a BA and all, so a mm-hmm. analyst, analyst kind of person, you need to be really good with your communication, wherein your job is to understand clients' requirements. Absolutely. And yes, then, yes. Correct. And then you have to break it down in form of some sort of technical lines so mm-hmm. that you can explain it to your technical team. And then they give your, then, then they will work on it. They will give the output. And that output, you have to translate it to client. So something like that. That's the... 
major job of a ba kind of person so that's how we do it yeah. so i went so i did some i mean i did a course and then i mean that's how i enrolled into that course let's not say i did a course so i okay. enrolled into that course with that thing in my mind so that was the intention behind it okay and the moment i entered i mean i got into this course within 15 days they were they started teaching us something like statistics maths like all the things that is associated with analytics and all and to be honest with you i liked it i never had a problem so i liked it and okay. i did well so by the end of 6 months i think mm-hmm. i was doing well and in between i left my field uh-huh. job because reading and studying and all those things parallelly was not happening and i was just like fed up of my job whatever was happening over there and that's how this transition happened yeah amazing amazing so it seems like you have always been uh, surrounded by a very supportive kind of a people like from your dad and your friends like whomever you have seek advice through career related stuff yeah hasn't it um uh, okay let me put it this way so uh, to, uh, as i said my i mean like my parents and all they uh, no i mean like, there are like two kind of parents like one one kind of parents who will actually show you a path who will tell you that boss why don't you do this we are there but then my parents are as such i mean they'll say you that boss why don't you go and discover your place we are there to back you up so you have i mean don't think of anything from financial point of view so i had no burden at as such mm-hmm. to be honest with you yeah so they said that okay why don't you go and discover yourself figure out so until this point of time so <laughs> by the time i got my first job i think this I is a smart way to let someone grow Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, you can see that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the thing, yeah, the thing is that by that time I was 23, and in my head, my friends had started earning, and I was thinking, I mean, I have to do something. And yeah, I mean, there are parents who will say that, okay, we'll show you path. Why don't you go and figure out yourself? And then there are my kind of parents who will say that, go and discover yourself. So that's how they were. And okay. on top of that, I used to do a lot of research on what is happening in the industry and all those kind of things. So yeah. Yeah, so, so that's how and then I, i'll tell you something there so okay. i do a lot of mistakes in this process a person commits a lot of mistakes and mm-hmm. that's how you understand that these are not mistakes these are your learnings and you have to figure out a way and then go move forward so that's what happens right so yeah okay. so sadan <laughs> please tell me what was your mm-hmm. mindset 5 years ago about how you are going to take your career ahead wow okay <laughs> okay cool so my first job i'll tell you i'll tell you an entire story behind it okay so my first job was in a startup okay. and that i loved that environment i'm still in touch with most of the people over there i actually i absolutely loved that environment the way they they were i mean my first manager and i mean with the people associated with it i mean i was i mean i had a ball game over there we used to we used to commit a lot of mistakes and then used to learn in that process so i was there for almost 2 to 1 and a half years over there and then after 2 and a half years i don't know what happened to me i think it was just greed to see the other world that the mnc world because in startup everything is a chaos right, right. i mean a, yeah so everything is a chaos i mean you will do i mean a data scientist will be doing a data engineering job a, a data engineering guy will be doing other jobs so you i mean there is no fixed job as e, e, absolutely absolutely so there is there is a certain amount of madness if i have to say there is certain amount of bizarreness associated with associated with it but then if you are able to place yourself in that group 
it's it's real fun it's believe me it's fun like i mean unlike any kind of mnts and all which is like really streamlined and all but then startup it's like free swing river i mean you can go you can wash your i mean you can wash your leg anywhere anywhere and everywhere you want right right so while moving out from that i mm-hmm. had this thing that i have to get into mnt anyhow i have to get into mnt because okay. i want to see that world okay and at that point of time as you said five years right so five years down the line that's how i was thinking and all i was thinking so since i was working in bangalore at that point of time i okay. shifted to a new city called mumbai okay and 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 then i always had this dream of working for either a sports industry or for bollywood industry as oh. a data science and data analytics okay and and that's how i mean i'll i'll come to that part later okay <laughs> yeah. okay yeah, yeah. no problem so, yeah. The, go on yeah so that, yeah that's where i mean that's where i mean that's how i joined ebay so and then the time i joined ebay at that point of time it was a very crucial period because that was the time when ebay was going sold off i mean when flipkart was trying to buy ebay and that the entire and the entire chaos was going around right okay so that's how this so that's how i mean yeah so if you ask me at 5 years down the line my entire intention was to get into a big mnc and then that's how i i would have loved to see my profile grow but okay. then i think yeah but then 9 months down the line i just thought that okay boss this is not for me i have to again go back to a smaller company and see what is happening because i'm like getting really bored over here so that's how, that's how, yeah that's how, okay. that's how okay okay great uh, were you always wanting to get into data science or you have developed an interest while exploring your skills um so data science happened by chance right if i would have loved my sales job and all i would have never come to this industry but then i was always inclined towards numbers so i'll tell you so from, from a very beginning from like from childhood itself so i mean we used to play these cards and when i say cards i'm not talking about those deck of 52 cards and all we used to so if you have i mean the you know, so thing is that in those days so 90s kid and all so in 90s in with each double gum and chewing gum and all you used to get one cricket card wherein like player his statistics his average and all those things would be mentioned so uh, while i was a kid we used to play those cards a lot and that's where i was like fascinated mm-hmm. like, literally i was obsessed with numbers mm-hmm. and yeah so th- that's how it happened that's how the interest grew by the time i was i was in engineering and in my masters and all i had developed that thing into a that had actually grew into some sort of passion wherein I, what i what i would do is i would shortlist like some top Hundred or two thousand like IMDb great movies, and okay. then I'll mark all those movies, and then I'll get the box office collection, and then I'll also mark the IMDb ratings to it, and then I'll think, okay, okay, this movie in this year made this much money, and I I would at that point of time I had no idea what machine learning and all those things is, so I would do things just to I mean keep myself happy. Okay. But then now when I think now when I think when I just as I said retrospective right so when when I think about those times or now I realize that okay it was fun I mean I I was always like inclined towards number it did that I was not able to give a shape to it yes so yes 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 so yeah so I mean yeah I don't know whether I answered your question or not but then yeah that's how, that's how I, I think audience will get it. <laughs> tell us something about the roles which you have played in the past organizations and what mm-hmm. have you learned there uh good so um, so i'll i'll start from the very scratch so i mean at the end of the day you go to any organization and if you are a data analyst or a data scientist i mean at the end of it at the end of it i mean you are going to learn a lot about how to tell i mean there are like two to three things you are going to learn so first you get to learn about the data 
second how to build a story around it third how to represent it and then there are like with these things when you do these kind of things there are like uh, other things associated with it like what kind yes. of machine learning algorithm you are going to do what kind of data it's science stuff you're going to do it's all interlinked are you saying it's all interlinked to okay. be honest with you and and at this point of time when um, again i'm jumping to the another story so again no. at this yes. point of time yeah Uh, when I'm, I'm because at this point of time I'm also I mean um, I'm I'm also I'm a mentor and coach in one of the uh, education side. So okay, great. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I tell the the data enthusiast over here. I mean, I tell them that I mean yes, coding is necessary because uh, if you are not interested for coding and all, you can't get into data science. So that's the hard fact of it. Um, statistics is important. but then if there is something that is like come right to the top you have to understand yourself do you have it in you to tell a story if you are given a because um, when you are given a data when you do some sort of pre processing when you start cleaning and all those kind of things mm-hmm. at the end of the day when you go to the client because at the end of the day i mean if you are working for a service based industry or if you are working for a product based industry i mean you will have you will be facing a client or you will be facing a higher management so when you take the data to them you can't really take the data and tell them that boss this is what we are seeing rather mm-hmm. you have to develop that story you have to say that boss this is the data and this is i what i think when I mean, mm-hmm. give your perspective to it so i mean and that is the one thing that i Correct. really learned in my first company i mean yes you have the data you have the you have crunched the numbers and all those kind mm-hmm. of things but how would you really represent it yes so the representation the data story telling part of it at that point of time i was not much into the data storing telling part and all mm-hmm. i was only in the data representation part of it okay data story telling came much later in my life it came when when i when i moved to bangalore and that's why that that was the place when i got i mean i was doing lot of freelancing things and all i was working for quite a lot of people and that's where i realized that okay i mean it's not just about numbers and all you have to tell a really good story and that story has to be backed by yeah yeah so no, that's it, how that it, it can be relatable to people as well yes 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 i mean um, that's what i feel i mean just because you are in a technical i mean that's how i feel so mm-hmm. just because you are in a technical sector everything doesn't need to be technical I mean, mm-hmm. if you try, and and data science is as such. I mean, such it's it's such a field that if you try, and if you try and give a shape to it, believe me, I mean, everybody is going to love that story. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just I mean, if you if you just move on, I mean, for a moment or for for few days, if you are just moving away from data science profile, and you say that okay, I have to with this data, I have to tell a story, and I have to sell it off to someone. so that's where the that's where the trick is and i always feel that a great data scientist would has to be has to be a very good storyteller absolutely yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> great so siddhant uh, what mm-hmm. are you working on uh, right now okay um i am currently i'm a part of a um, uh, i mean a startup Okay. So I, I I'll tell you. So currently I, I'm like I'm doing two things. So in, in the weekend and all, I'm I'm working for, I'm working for a startup as a as a team lead. So over there we work for this US client, which um, so with they are into they are into lot of recommendation kind of thing. So we build our own recommendation engine. We basically tell them that. So if, I mean if I have to explain you, so today we have this Nofi.com platform, right? so if we are if i if i or someone else if if we are some if we are looking out for a job and all what we do generally do is we update our profile 
and then accordingly looking yes. looking at our skill set and all right get the recommended jobs and mm-hmm. all those kind of things right yes. similarly uh, we are uh, we are doing something very similar to that however the client or for the audience is that of a us market okay so when okay. i say, yeah and when i say i'm a team lead and all so it's basically gets divided into three things so first part is the little bit of i mean i have to do i mean uh, one needs to do coding part of it so i generally write the skeletal level codes and all those kind of things mm-hmm. second part comes the i mean how do you mentor the people around you and then the third part comes the consulting part of it which happens with the client so okay. that's the one part of the job the okay. other part of the job is uh, the one that i do uh, during the week uh, during the weekends and i'm really passionate about it and that is teaching so i'm i'm as i said i've already said right i'm a mentor and coach over there okay. and I, what i really like about that is i mean they're like 50 so each 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 group so like the total number of learners are divided into small small groups and all and then each group will have close to 10 to 15 kind of students and then you will be teaching them something about the something about the industry something about the some fundamentals something about how the market is behaving help them with the linkedin profile and then help them with one of the concepts or two so something like that okay. and i really enjoy my time over there so that's how i mean what i'm doing currently okay so, yeah <laughs> uh, could you please share a few thoughts on data driven culture okay nice 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 i think i have read it somewhere so i think uh, i don't know i have read it somewhere somebody told me i, I don't recollect properly okay. the thing is that around 2 to 3 years back mm-hmm. data data science data analytics the entire data world it was more of a luxury so companies used to have it and they used to think that okay we'll have a data wing with us so uh, the way we have the technical wing we have the product wing we have the sales wing similarly we'll have a data wing with us what to yeah. do what not to do we'll think about it in today's time and today's day and all especially after this facebook the <laughs> wherein i mean the entire data issue and all those kind of things it has become a necessity now i mean everything i mean even you go to the leadership level and all even they want to understand what is what is the data telling us okay one is one is gut feeling which basically comes from your business insight or business knowledge or xyz other things right your experience but then on top of that what is the data telling us what is the past behavior telling us and i think because of that this entire data culture and it has come or it has boomed up in a very different way and and i think that's one of the reason why even india i mean if you look at the thing today i think uh, india's favorite animal is unicorn right you see a different different i mean every company now xyz they are getting into this unicorn status right and everyone wants to have the data with them because they want to make a decision or they want to make any kind of i mean insight and that needs to be backed by data So right. yeah, I think I think the way we are moving forward and the way we are going, I think it's pretty. It's going to be demanding, and it's yes. always going to be up there. Yes. 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 So uh, according to you, what are the crucial things for a data science professional to reach an expert level? Okay, reach. Okay, so I I I'll try to break it into into two parts. Okay. So first, I mean, what does it take to be a data scientist, and then and then mm-hmm. the expert and all that because. Yeah, yeah. So, for any data enthusiast, so any person who wants to get into the data science and all, yes, coding is one part. But then, apart from coding, 
there is something called a statistics which is really interesting which is very dry i understand because i teach a lot of people i i i mentor them and i understand that statistics as a subject is very dry okay mm-hmm. but then you have to find some sort of interest in that so that is going to be very crucial yes you know coding and all those kind of things that's one part of it the mm-hmm. second part of it it has to be the, the base has to be statistics and once you learn the base the statistics part and coding part the third thing is all about it's it's always about the data storing telling in the, the data storytelling part of it so that's how this entire thing so these three things you have to have with you in order to move from one profile to something like data science now coming to the next part i mean um, what does it take to be an expert level and all those kind of things and even i am trying and even i am trying to i mean find that answer within myself do, do i have that in me and all those kind of things at this point of time mm-hmm. and sometimes i feel that the ability to sell something that's where the that's what that's what differentiates you from that of i mean that's what we i mean differentiate a good data scientist to the better or a best data scientist right so if you have seen some sort of observation if you have seen some sort of things happening how would you curate that entire thing and once you curate that thing how are you going to sell it off so that is what i mean i will say i mean it's a it's at a very high level i know i'm talking at a i mean like 5000 5000 feet from sea and all those kind of things but then yeah that's what i feel i mean yes you have those basics with you the basics of stats and all those kind of things the visualization tools the analytics the insights part of it that's the basic on top of that you have your data storytelling and all and then with that story if you are able to sell it to the audience if you are willing to tell a story and people are going to hear you mm-hmm. i think that's what a great data scientist is and that's what i see in the linkedin too i mean you see a lot of people who are an expert and they tell different different stories and their story i mean it has a lot of value over to it right so yeah okay so what advice will you give to professionals who already have a 2 3 years career as a data scientist recently and mm-hmm. then what tools should they learn and which concept they should sharpen oh my god yeah so i mean because even i was like i was i was feeling the same boat around 2 to 3 years back and okay. i soon i realized that as as i told you sir the thing is that data science is a very technical i mean when i joined and now at this point of time it has become really technical field okay right. so it's like you have to have the coding and all those aspects with you so one of the major thing that i have seen technology is something that changes once in every 5 years absolutely and you have to yeah and you have to make sure that your base is strong doesn't matter which platform you are working in if your base is strong the mathematics and as i say as we talk about data science we are talking about the math and the stats stats part of it right yes. if your base is strong, strong i think you will be you will be able to move from one platform to another, to another yeah. I, I, yeah i'll give you a very small example so when i started off i used to work in this uh, open source tool because we are we were a startup and we, we i mean at that point of time there were only two tools available with us one was stats and another thing was r so both of i mean stats was something that with the financial institutions and all those e-commerce the big companies they they used to mm-hmm. use it and then there was something called as open source which is which goes by the name of r and it, r studio was the place where we used to code and all those kind of things and within two years people naturally shifted from r studio to python which is like the number one tool now for any kind of data scientist it's mm-hmm. like the number one tool 
but however i also see that people are now moving into the big data that part of it right so you need to have some sort of idea around um, technology something like pig hive and all those kind of the big data tools you need to have some sort of knowledge at least i have at least have a decent amount of knowledge so that when your company shifts from normal data to big data you should be able to move in that particular fashion yes. so yeah so i mean as i said make your base strong and when i say making your base strong as in make sure that you are able to move from one platform to another so yeah so i think that that's what we should be doing okay so siddhant so what excites you to be into the data science domain well i'll be honest with you the, when i look at the end result i'll tell you something <laughs> i mean every time every time i get a new project believe me there's like butterflies in my stomach and for the next 2 to 3 weeks i really can't sleep properly because day in day out i always think about how, what should what should i do how do i represent it properly because at the end of the day uh, representation is everything that matters right so and 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 real world so there are like two things and that's what i told uh, tell and that's what i actually tell all the budding data scientists around so you do and you go to kegel you go to githubs you see a lot of data and all but believe me once you come to the real world the data that you i mean that you get it's like a bin it's like garbage and it's like you will get a lot of things over there so the very first step what you need to do is is to clean the data properly and that's a herculean task that's a gigantic task in itself so the initial few weeks that goes into that but then believe me once you look at the shape once you are into the visualization aspect of it once you see those kind of things that really i mean that is where i feel that okay okay so this is what we did this is what we should be doing sometimes it has just so happened that because of the because of the time constraint and all those kind of things i still remember mm-hmm. we did an entire project and we realized that the entire hypothesis that we took at the very beginning that was wrong and then we have to redo everything so uh, that is the other thing that i have to tell to to the audience over here and then when you are playing around with data and all mm-hmm. you need to have a lot of patience patience of that and because at the end of the day every every person he or she moves with one con- one kind of assumption right or hypothesis mm-hmm. but then once you clean everything once you reach to end result you realize that oh my god i think this is what i had thought of and this is how the end result look like right. i think i have to again redo so you need to have lot of patience around it i mean till now i mean i have seen like and then the iterations come over right and that's why we have iterations as a data science team because you make first model that might not work then you make some improvements and then you make another model so yeah so that's that's what you so patience is the key over here you need to have patience and then constantly you have to learn so that's how that's how it is okay what would you what would be your advice to your peer leaders in other organizations hmm okay <laughs> okay that's that's an interesting thing so i mean uh, when you say peer leaders and all are you talking about the people from other industry or from my my company itself like people uh, from different organizations but like at your level okay i mean um, I, i'll tell you some things here and that's what i feel because i have been i'm i'm actually i'm actually seeing the both the world so i'm so at one point of time i'm meeting new people new people as when i say new people the the new data enthusiasts right i mean day in day out i meet them and then i'm i'm also part of a corporate world and i always feel that somewhere we are lacking that network and when i say network i mean at this point of time 
uh, if you see people with like lot of data and all, I'm mean, sorry, if you see any, I mean, if there's a new guy who's coming into market and he says that even I want to get into the data science stuff and all. So all he can do is he can go to Kegel and he can part and he can see like lot of competitions happening around and all those kind of things. But somewhere I feel that when you, um, when you see that kind of thing, the data that you see over there and the data that you see in um, the real world, it's a hell and heaven difference. So if at all we can create a community, a community wherein I know, I mean, you can't actually share the client data and all, but then if at all there's mm-hmm. a way wherein we can mark the data and we can, and we can, I mean, whatever solution we are making, because what happens is that every big company, we are all, I mean, we have all signed up for NDA kind of thing, right? non disclosure I mean, this thing, we can't disclose our course and all those kind of things. Yes, yes. Now, now, if we can do that, the way YouTube or the, the way Netflix works, right? Mm-hmm. The recommendation engine code is all, I mean, it's all there, it's all in the open. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that at this point of time, there are like a lot of companies who are doing a crazy amount of work. If at all they can share the code, if if at all, I mean, they don't have to tell us the objective at all. If at all they can give us a problem statement and they can share the code and release it to market, believe me, it will really help all the budding data scientists, even people like us who are like eight to 10 years of experience, just to see the code and then we can come up with our, I mean, at the end of the day, it's knowledge, right? And it's going to increase once you share it. I don't know, it, it doesn't happen as such, but then if it can happen, it will be really helpful for everyone. Yes, I exactly. mean, from a proper community or a society perspective, it will be really good. Yes, amazing. Uh, it's time to wind up the session. Thank you so much, Siddhant, for sharing your insights to our audience. Thank you, listeners, for spending your time here. Hope you all like it. Please like, share, and comment. And don't forget to subscribe to Data Professional Stories, a podcast powered by Change Leaders. Thank you once again, Siddhant. Pleasure talking to you. Same here, Sophia, and thanks, thanks a lot for having me. Thank you.